Hello and welcome to Chew Fast, Chew Forever. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. This is episode 256, Tune Up, Relap, Recap for Lap 11. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe Two, and this episode is brought to you by Heights, Hot Rod and Muscle Car Parts, engineered performance for over 30 years. H-E-I-D-T-S, Heights. H-E-I-D-T-S, Heights. Well, shout out to them and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. Joe, this might be the last intro we ever do, because now the next episode, we're going to our one segment sort of model. So get 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 nostalgic here. This is our what do you maybe mean, our last, last intro. intro. Well, because the we're intro never going to do the intro. intro. Yeah. The intro won't be an intro. The intro will be the whole thing. I mean, we'll still do this, but yeah. the, the demarcation between, this is going to be our last break, maybe, unless we you know get bored of the new thing and go somewhere else, but... Joe, extracurricular activities. What have you been up to since we last spoke? Um, just watching a lot of sports all weekend. I was all excited. I was like, I went into work Thursday, and I was like, guys, I'm feeling good. I woke up knowing we got one day. Then we had sports all weekend because we had an F1 race. We had soccer. We had football coming, college football. And then the fucking queen dies. And cancels all of English soccer for me. So I, I take full responsibility for killing the Queen, guys. It was my excitement over having every sport all weekend. Well, you know that like things in the UK actually shut down. Like comedy shows canceled. Funerals. TV shows canceled. Funerals. Doctor's appointments. Yeah, everything. Like Year everything. Every morning. Completely. So yeah, uh, my excitement for soccer that weekend is the reason why everything shut down. So I apologize. I got to watch an awesome Steelers game this weekend, which I'm, I'm sure you saw highlights of or saw mm-hmm. a little bit of. Uh, amazing. So I was all hype on that, still hype on that. Other than that, what is it? Like last night we watched like the first half of Top Gun Maverick. Are you now convinced that everyone was not gaslighting you? E- yes. When we sat down, I was like, Rachel, look, everyone said this. And then like we sit down and um, it had like a little clip of the rating of it. And I think maybe, like, Rotten Tomatoes had, like, 99% still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Rachel, look, it still has a 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. She's like, I don't know. And then we started watching it. We're like, oh, yeah, this is awesome. It's a lot of fun. So nobody was gaslighting me. The movie is really good so far. But I only got good. through half of it. Yeah. Cool. Jeopardy's back, so I'm excited about that. New Jeopardy started. They were on, like, summer break. And I'm getting ready for a fun time weekend. So that's about it. How about you? Cool. I, PSA to everyone out there, I got my COVID booster number two today and my flu shot, so I'm feeling good so far. Ooh, so I got mine on Friday. Uh, I only got one. Rachel got both of hers again on, yeah, Rachel got both of hers on Monday, and she was, like, really arm sore. Are you not arm sore? No, I'm fine. Okay, because, like, mine... I'm just really strong. <laughs> yeah. No, mine felt like I got, like, punched in the arm, like, pretty bad for, like, about 48 hours. Like, it, like, went up and about... 24 36 hours later is like at the peak of like oh my god i can't lift my arm up at all and then like it started to taper down and i'm totally fine now but that was pretty i mean i'm only four and a half hours in so that still might hit but like that doesn't usually hit me for shots i don't know but you know who knows everything is a little bit different this is also the bivalence so maybe it's different who knows i don't know but that was the uh the caragala regan psa get your damn flu shot because it is entering flu season so go get that 
you can get it for free basically anywhere. If you have health insurance, you get it for free just about anywhere. So yeah, go do that. Flu shots are great, man. We usually get them at work. Um, they do like a big like kind of pop up. So I'm waiting for that. Like they'll do like a clinic. They usually go like September and October. So I'm gonna get mine then. I don't know why they didn't. They offered Rachel hers and not me mine when I got my COVID booster because she went to the exact same place. But Maybe I was like a day early or something. Yeah, what was, what was cool about it, I mean, cool is a very strong word for something that just seems normal, uh, is that when I made my appointment on Rite for the COVID booster, yes, it was like at the end, like when you're basically checking out, not that you're actually paying for anything, but when you're checking out, it's like, hey, do you want to add another immunization? I'm like, yeah, sure, flu, because like, I wanted to. Like, like, <laughs> so it's just like, hey, add to cart or whatever, right? So yeah. That's pretty funny. It's like upselling you like when you're like at Dunkin' mm-hmm. Donuts. It's like, you want to add a five pack of munchkins? You're like, yeah, 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 for, for a dollar, sure. Sure, why not? Yeah, so that was cool. So I got both those today in the same arm, so we'll see. They're, they're oh, you did same arm? That, That's weird. Yeah. I don't know. They they're close enough to together that uh, one band-aid covers both. I just always get both in the same arm, so who knows? That's cool. Okay. They usually do one and the other. Weird. Cool. No, she asked, and I'm like, no, both in the same arm. She's like, yeah, okay. Like, it, it's fine. Like, she, I think she sort of assumed. I think they gave the option, but, you know, whatever. No, that's cool. Then we are also, as you were talking about, we are in peak sports season. So I've been watching like six baseball games at a time. Like I have like one on the TV and one on my laptop and like four on my other computer monitor. Yeah. Uh, just because we are in fantasy baseball playoffs. So I don't want to count chickens, but things are looking good for me to advance to the finals. By the time this episode comes out to the main feed, the finals will be underway. I just don't know yet, but feeling pretty good through nine and a half of the 14 day matchup. So good there. But then adding complications on top of that is football on Sunday. So I'm watching baseball games in addition to watching, you know, football games yep. and trying to stream through, you know, whatever means necessary. TiVo? Uh, the Vikings. <laughs> I don't even want to talk about TiVo. It's chips. <laughs> Maybe it'll be here tomorrow. Sorry. We'll see. Joey, Joey's been having TiVo problems and we've been talking about it. So I'm just like laughing they just I would tell the story if it was even remotely interesting it's not it's just no, like it's terrible just, customer said, experience just, yeah he just has a TiVo story of them having shitty customer service so yeah uh so that is that the, the new TiVo should hear and the second new TiVo should theoretically be here tomorrow we'll see but yeah so the Vikings absolutely manhandled the Packers which was great the did Yankees you watch that thing being... I just said that I said do you no 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 because I, I found that I scrubbed it and then by the time I actually got to it I needed to do the thing that we're going to do in the second half of this and I'll, okay. I'll watch that later but I have it open to the timestamp so yeah it's cool um so I, as you guys know I talk about it a lot um Pat McAfee uh show like I watch that all the time it's on daily and uh they finally got NFL footage rights. They never had rights to show plays from the games, right? This is, like, a big thing. You guys probably know this, but, like, it's actually hard to get rights to, like, show. That's why they have the thing, like, this is broadcast, all rights reserved. So he finally got them, and today he's like, okay, uh, he has Darius Butler, who used to play for the Colts, and uh, he was, like, in the studio, He's a he was a cornerback, and he's like, okay, I'm going to break down, like, the, the plays from the secondaries, like, the best one of the week and the worst one of the week. And it just so happened that the best one of the week was the Steelers. So I was like, oh, this is really awesome. And he broke down, like, a bunch of plays by the Steelers, like, what they did good. And then to show the worst one of the week, he showed the Packers, who they played the Vikings. And I was like, Joey, look, this is awesome. So, uh, yeah, it was a really cool thing to to see it was like higher level stuff like you know like this guy making this one moves moves this one safety over and he should have probably been here and like all that kind of stuff so it's cool to see i hope that you watch it 
Yeah, we'll watch it. I have it open. I'm going to watch it as soon as we're done here. No, I'm just, I'm just saying in yeah. general, like, I hope that you watch it just because I think it's a cool, interesting thing. And, like, if you want to learn, like, this is something that I don't know about, right? Like, why, why is this safety here over being here and, like, the positioning and, like, when the play moves, how they change and it's crazy to see like somebody that's that has been there like break it down exactly how it should go and what happened well there's also uh you know i i i don't follow a lot of people who are like tweeting about sports like i have a, a baseball list basically so some football stuff sneaks through but like most of them i'm out of the football realm but yeah. like even i have been uh, I've seen a couple times the Peyton Manning sort of meme about him watching the end of the Monday Night Football oh, yeah. game and like I him calling it. for timeout like oh, six, yeah. I watched the clip too but he called for timeout 62 yes. times like while watching just like guys what are we doing and, I was in know. bed and he's just like sitting there like okay now will be a good time to take a timeout mm-hmm. let's get one here and he just keeps going and going and going and going and he you see him calling timeout himself <laughs> like, yep. yeah that was fun also, so on Friday, I recorded an episode of Con Air Pod with past guest and hopefully future guest, Mark Hoffmeyer. Cool. Uh, he and Jay Cluett do, like they did Deep Blue Sea, the podcast. They're doing yeah, yeah. Con Air, the podcast. So cool. instead of breaking down my DVD chapter, because there's not enough, they're doing like three or four minute chunks. So mine will be out, if I'm doing the math right, by the end of the month, I think probably the last Thursday in September. So like we'll retweet it on Too Fast, Too River on Twitter yeah. when it's out. Uh, but it was a lot of fun. And I will tease that we compared villains like the cons in the air to Fast and Furious villains. Oh, Mark had a little fun. game that we played. So That's really check cool. that out at the end of the month, me and Mark and Jay. And Jay was a great guy. So we will have him on at some point in the future. Uh, probably not next lap, but the lap after that, because next lap is pretty booked, which you'll find out about in the second half. Speaking of extra pods, you and I did a bonus episode of Reservoir Dogs last night, available to our patrons right now. Uh, not the town. No, whoops. <laughs> Shit happens. Hey, man. Not even a bad thing. It was just like, you'll hear. Yes, you will hear if you are a patron at Too Fast, com. So go there, do that. Um, but the other thing that I want to talk about was, so on Saturday, I went to a barbecue that one of the guys in my fantasy baseball league threw. He and his wife bought a house a year or two ago. And so this was kind of like a delayed sort of housewarming, first oh, cool. barbecue, whatever. Nice. So about a third-ish of our fantasy league was there, which was great. Um, so that was a lot of fun. But before that, so I always have like a history as I'm, I don't know. If, You're in the championship, so you guys got to like talk shit in person and stuff too, right? Yeah, so three of the four semifinalists were there. Cool. The guy I was playing was not because he just had a second baby recently, and so that's a whole ordeal. Um, but the guy who hosted it was in the semifinals, and I'm in the semifinals, and the guy he's playing was also there with his wife and their toddler. So, uh, yeah, we got to talk, and I like was watching it real time, like checking my team as like one of my guys hit a grand slam. I'm like, all right, pretty cool, cool. That is cool, yeah. I don't know if I've said on here, I don't know if you know, but also it should not come as a surprise based on my personality type that like whenever someone has an event, I'm always kind of accidentally like the first person there. And like I try not to be like I try to do like, hey, I'll just show up later. But like I'm always inevitably the first person there. That's pretty funny. So when he was like, hey, come anytime after 1230 or one, I was like, okay. I'm going to ensure that I don't get there too early by going to see a movie before that will get out of the theater at like 1.30 and I'll get up to his house like 2.15-ish. Okay. And it was a movie that I really wanted to see anyway, but I saw this movie Barbarian, which I might have mentioned last week. Mark Hoffmeyer, again, the aforementioned Mark, was raving about it. Yes, you did. It is a horror film. I I, I really don't want to say too much about it. Um, it is, people are comparing it to Malignant, which I think you referred to last week as the Backwards Man movie or yes, something. Yes, yes, The Backwards Man, The Backwards Man, yes. Do you know that this is from, this is like, this is Tom Green too, right? What, what about, what's Tom Green? 
he, he like, had, like, a whole, I think it was on his show that he was, like, the backwards man, the backwards man, and he had, like, a song, you know, he did, like, a Tom Green thing about it, and there was Oh, just, like, from a while ago. From, like, forever ago, and when I saw okay. Malignant, and you get to the end, spoilers, I was, like, not even spoilers, but, like, spoilers, I was just like, oh, it's it's the backwards man, the backwards man, like, that's what this is, so, like, th- that's the only way I remember the name of that movie. Well, you didn't even remember the name of the movie because we, we were no, struggling I, through. No, it's the only the way I remember thing. the movie. Sure, that oh, fair. That's much more appropriate to say. It's the only way I remember the movie. It's the backwards man, the backwards man. Yes. So people are comparing *Malignant* to or *Barbarian* to *Malignant* because it's like the equally what the fuck movie of the year. Okay. Um, cool. The one thing I will say about this movie, I think what works really well about it is that breaks a lot of rules that I feel like most movies don't often break in a way that I feel is really cool. Like there's some stuff about it that like doesn't work for me in certain ways that I just, I don't love, but overall I really, really like the movie a lot. I don't think it's like the transcendent, like best movie of a generation that some people seem to be like rhapsodizing about, but I think it was great. I would say if you like horror movies or like, crazy movies or what it like that kind of genre thing i would highly recommend this either in theaters or at home but like just don't read about it before if you can avoid spoilers go in as blind as you can and just know that you're in for a ride uh because i think it's great so that's check out barbarian dude i i also wanted to say i watched um thor love and thunder because it's on Mm -hmm. disney plus now and like i think that i am really enjoying these marvel movies late and at home like thor love and thunder was actually like it got terrible, terrible reviews. Oh yeah, it kind of stinks. It kind—it's not great. I mean, we watched it kind of intoxicated at home, and we found it very enjoyable. Like it was just like fun and silly, and like we just had a good time watching it. Like, but yeah, fair. I don't think that it's like one of the best Marvel movies at all. But like when we watched it, pretty fucked up at home, we were like, that was a blast, and that was our take on it. Well, yeah, I mean, because I think the issue with the movie that people are having that I had with it is that there's nothing to it. But if you're just looking for, like, pretty colors and handsome people and, like, jokes every once in a while, then, like, that's all. Then it's going to deliver in spades. But if you want, like, yes. a reason to go to the movies and spend 15 or $20 Dollars on some, on a ticket, like, expansive ticket, yeah. That's what I'm saying. No. So, like, I think that I've kind of, I think that where I'm settling it used to be like you had to see the Marvel movies or, like, they would get spoiled for you, kind of. And we're not at that point of this phase yet no correct correct so since it's so early like watching them at home like pretty drunk you're like oh man that was fun like i probably won't remember like what happened in context so like when the serious ones start coming out i'll be like i have to rewatch all of these but for now it's like way more enjoyable than going to the theater and being like okay What I think is funny, like, they keep announcing that they just had, I think, the D23. They had a couple events in the last couple of weeks that they announced some more stuff, and they put together this thing, and I don't remember the name of it because I don't have the... But it's basically their version of the Suicide Squad, like, it's a bunch of, like, bad guys who are teaming up to do whatever. And there's, like, a list of people, like, it's uh, Florence Pugh from Black Widow, and uh, also, I think, her dad, maybe, from Black... Like, there's a bunch of people who, like, are sort of, like, anti-heroes or villains or whatever all teaming up. And in there is Julia Louis-Dreyfus, because she's been in a couple things. Yes, yes, yes. And so I sent this list to a friend. She's like, oh my god, Julia I'm like, yeah, she's been in two or three things already. But like, And it's the in kind like of thing the end you... credits for like tw- two or three of them, right? Yeah. 
I, her storyline got really kind of goofed up because of the pandemic. Like, things got out of order. So I think they, like, added scenes or whatever. And I'm like, you kind of got to watch everything. Or otherwise, I guess you can be, like, pleasantly surprised that Julia Louis-Dreyfus is going to be in this thing. You're like, I didn't even know she was in the franchise. Well, it's like, yeah, she's been in, like, two or three series. Or, like, like she was in Falcon and Winter Soldier. And she, oh, also in this team is uh, Wyatt Russell, Kurt Russell's kid, who was the the new, cat, the quote-unquote, new Captain America in Falcon and Winter Soldier. Did you watch that series? I don't remember. Yes, I did. So he was the, we have Captain America at home. Yes, remember the like the asshole that, was, that they yes, like. Yes, 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 yeah. yes. They were making so, him new Captain America, but nobody really liked him, and then Falcon becomes, okay, yeah. Correct, yeah. He's on this team, Julie Louis-Dreyfus is on this team or whatever, so, you know, it's one of those things where I'm just like, hey, yeah, she's been in like two or three different properties, just you gotta, you gotta keep up, man, but, you know, I get that. It's a lot. It's a lot. So... Um, we have a Patreon page, too fast, too forever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, Brian Rodriguez of High School Ooh. Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, West Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden Renano, Di Donato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, and Jessica Collins, aka Mon Tez. Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. We'll be giving some uh, updates to the Patreon bonus episodes in the back half of this episode, so stay tuned for that. But if you want early access to episodes, bonus episodes, swag and merchandise, even more of our undying love and affection, too fast, too forever.com, please and thank you. We have an email address, family at cageclub.me. And Joe, I've got four things to go through, one real email and a couple other things. Okay, cool. So number one, we got an email from YouTube. This has been a long time coming, but we have finally hit the threshold to monetize our videos. So we will probably be earning fractions of a penny with ads. So apologies nice. to Reaction Rocket, anybody who else actually watches this. But I'm just like, if we can get all these boomers who like get mad at us, if we have to make them sit through ads and we get like a, like a fraction of a penny from them, I love it. Even better that yes, guys, uh, like I, I'm huge anti-ad proponent. But um, just bear with us because I think that makes that way funnier. Like if they like click on the link that says podcast about Tulane mm-hmm. Blacktop, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. sit through three ads for 15 seconds and then have to comment motor mouse. Amazing. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I genuinely don't think we're going to earn like any money. Maybe we None. will. Maybe. The, I don't know. But I don't I don't know what the actual payouts are. But. That was very exciting. Very uh, exciting. Because we've had, like, it was, it, you have to have, like, a 1,000 subscribers, which we did, like, very quickly. We have, like, 3,000 or something. Like, I don't know who these people are, because they don't listen. Like, we don't have nearly that many people who actually listen to the show. No. I think these are all just no, people no, no. who, like, robots or people in other countries or just, like, Whatever. Fast and Furious cars. Yep. Follow. Cool. Because um, they don't watch the videos either. And we also needed 4,000 watch hours in the last 12 months, which, again, for 1,000 subscribers... Insane. And we do, well, we put out like two hours a week or whatever. You would think that if any of these people were real, we would be able to do it pretty quickly. And it didn't because like the average view time is like a minute or nine under, months. Right? Yeah, nine, nine and a half months. Yeah. So we are finally uh, monetizing there. So congratulations to you, the listener, for helping us get there, I guess. I don't know. Thank but you. Appreciate it. If yes. you want, again, ad free, always on all the podcast feeds. Um, or just pay for YouTube Premium. But, like, you know, I, I don't think it's going to impact anybody negatively other than maybe Reaction Rocket, in which case, apologies to you, sir. Yes. Or ma'am. I don't know. Just Reaction Rocket in general. Yeah. Apologize to you. Yeah. Speaking of YouTube, we got a comment. I don't know what this means. New comment on American Graffiti. I mean, I know what it means, but I don't know why they commented. From Shields Luck. So bad that I have to subscribe. 
crying laughing emoji. Are you going to hate listen, I guess? That's fair. Hey, man, you got to subscribe. That's that's cool by me. Did you think the episode was that bad? American Graffiti, we had Brian on, too. It was, I think it was fun. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think Shields Luck is actually going to listen. I don't know. You know, Shields Luck, trust me, we have a lot worse episodes than that one. So keep listening, and I'm sure you'll find <laughs> Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. I mean, you already maybe you subscribed. I don't know. Yeah. But shout out to you, Shields Luck. We also got an email from Patreon. Jason Rainey edited their pledge from $5 to $10. So Jason Rainey gets to pick movies oh! for us to watch every lap now. Thanks, Jason. Thanks for the art. Uh, as always, thanks for just being a fun time listener. And thanks for the up. That's awesome. In the second half, I will talk about what movie he picked for us, so we'll stay tuned for that. But I was talking to him about that, too, so that's pretty cool. Very cool. And then the one actual email to read today is from Justin Kleiman, subject line, so close. What's up, Justin? I've been so busy this summer, he writes, I can't get an email off, and ever since I went on a two-week vacation at the beginning of August, I can't get caught up. Well, good news for you is that we're going to be releasing less hours of stuff starting next week, so... Easier to catch up on, theoretically. It should be easier to catch up on. Your vacation looked beautiful, and I'm glad everybody seemed to have fun from the pictures that I saw, so awesome. Thanks for checking back in, too. He says, I've got notes, and I was going to write a big thing, but alas, the temptation to leave work early for a weekend trip. Oh, he sent this on Friday afternoon at 3.30. To Winnipeg means it will have to wait. So I'll just end with saying I'm very excited for the news that Leisha inspired you. To start up the new podcast, Purge Fast, Purge Forever, the new unofficial Purge <laughs> podcast, available only on the Cage Club Podcast Network. Well, that's not quite real. Oh. But it is. Uh, we, we're doing one episode of it on, on this feed. It's not a separate feed, though, but yes. Yes, we are. And actually, we just got an email 23 minutes ago while we were recording... Maybe just before recording. I'm also going to edit this down. I'm just trying to be like, oh, we're only 20, 20 minutes into the episode. How do we get an email 23 minutes ago? It's whatever. We got it right around the time we started recording. But uh, Jason Rainey sent in a thing for the back half, for the heist team. So he listened last night. So we'll get to that Ooh, cool. in the back half. Good, so, good, good. I know it was tight timing. So uh, that'll be cool to hear. And like we said, um, we said it on the Patreon episode. We'll read them later anyways, too, if they come in later. So we will talk more about that in the back half. But that's all the emails. Family at cageclub.me if you want to write in. And we'll read it on the next intro episode, which again, I can't really call it an intro episode because I said this is the last intro. But la- the next minute episode or something. La- La- life, life in, in the, the fast, fast lane. lane. Yes, yes, life in the fast lane is what you were looking for, bud. Joe, too fast, too forever dot shop for all of our clothing. We had no, did George Pickens not do anything in week one? Because we got no t-shirt sales. No, he had one reception for like 14 yards. What uh, a bust. No, Mitch missed him. He had like two dudes completely beat up the sideline. And it would have been like a 90 yard touchdown. But Mitch just like threw it away over him as opposed to trying to actually pass it to him. So, oh, but specifically today. Mitch came out and said, if there's one thing I'm going to try to do in week two, it's target George Pickens more. So hopefully we sell a bunch of T-shirts after this weekend. We'll see. Too fast, too forever not shop for George Pickens shirts and more. All yes. dumb jokes about you. I'm wearing the Too Fast, Too Forever, the new logo that oh, your friend uh, Dustin made. So, yeah. Yeah, Dustin's doing great, by the way. He uh, Well, he's a Bengals fan. He called me this. He, like, FaceTimed me during the game, like, right as it was going to overtime. He was like, good luck. We were... It was very, very cute, and we had a good like, little conversation that we both wished each other luck and that we were excited for overtime because the game was so good. So 
yeah, I just talked to him a couple days ago. Cool. Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. I don't think I've seen anything. Have you seen anything of news for of note for the Fast and Furious franchise in the last week? Not even adjacent shit. Like, usually I bring up stuff that, like, The Rock or somebody in them did. I, didn't, I haven't seen any of them this week. Oh, The Rock was on. The Rock opened um, uh, Thursday night, opened football last week. Oh, right, yes. Reaction Rocket quote tweeted, yes. like, what does this mean? Because the Fast and Furious official account was just like, get ready for football, basically. And, and he was like, does this mean there's going to be a new trailer? Like, what do you think? Or like, I don't know. And then the no, Rock nothing. Not even, the- not even close. Not even like, the closest thing was The Rock pushing Black Adam, which doesn't, like, is even more proof almost that, like, he's not going to get back. In, you know what I mean? It's just. It was weird, though. Yeah. It's weird that the Fast and Furious said it. I get that The Rock was there, but with him kind of being on the app, it's weird. That I think it's it's more weird than it could have been. You know what I mean? Like we're always like, oh, is like The Rock in this? Or like this isn't related, but like for them to tweet about football is fucking strange. I think. Yes, supremely weird. I mean, I know that it's just it's synergy, it's cross promotion, sure, it's yeah, NBC but- Universal, like. Hey, we have a predominantly dude-heavy fan base. You might not know that the NFL season starts tonight, so go check it out. Also, vroom vroom. Yeah, but, like, The Rock being the one that is, like, kind of the reason to check it out for feels strange. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. But, okay, that was the only thing that I saw. Who knows? But the Fast and the Furious Minute, the Too Fast, Too Furious Minute, Minute 75, I was saying before, I don't know if I said before fully, that we have four full pages of notes for this minute. This is the wildest minute in a while, just because we are literally food all over the place. Ah, Food all over the place. Good reference, by the way. Well, the other, the title of the minute is also a reference to the first movie. Minute 75, we got cops, 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 go! I got Verone's navigator leaving the residence. Copy. Sir, we've got Verone on the move to the airstrip. Good. Let's get a bird in the air. Tell him to keep his distance. Fine, ready to go. Thanks, Mark. You're all set. All set? Yep. Let's do it. Report. What's going on out there? Team one, checking in. Team two, checking in. Team three, checking in. Team four, all clear two. Team five, checking in. Team six, all clear. Here we go. Yeah, so you know what to do. Stay cool, keep focused. Remember, the airstrip's off Nallwood Avenue. It's the third exit after the bridge. So in this minute, as Carter and Monica leave his residence, all the undercover cops and U.S. Customs officers prepare for action. A cop disguised as a landscaper checks in. Which I never caught before, by the way. We we talked about the landscapers or the Mm -hmm. gardeners and, like, how we hadn't seen them in that previous minute. So to have this one be, like... Yeah, I have a note about this that, like, it's funny how much of this movie seems to rely on Roman and Brian, but they have people on his staff that work for the cops. Like, you're already in. Like, and Monica. And Monica. Yeah, so you got Monica and the gardeners. Like, Carter Verone, as much as we thought that he was, like, kind of crazy and, like, uh, one of the better villains in the sense that he's, like, kind of together, right? Like, he's, like, a little unhinged, but he's kind of together. He's really not. Like, he is, he's fucking infiltrated all over. Swiss cheese defense on, on his, his Ser- facility. Apparently, yeah. 
Agents Dunn and Bilkins prepare aerial support. U.S. Customs agents and Agent Markham gear up in tactical gear. Undercover agents outside trailers, in cars, on boats, and elsewhere check in. Detective Whitworth, a.k.a. The Rat Cop, looks at a photo of his wife. Meanwhile, Brian and Roman pull into a Cuban restaurant parking lot as the minute ends. The first thing I noticed is that, you know, we have a similar gearing up, cops gearing up montage in the first movie where they go take down Johnny yes, Tran. with Brian in there too. yep. to Debonair by Dope, which is just such a cool, like, not that, I don't want to trash talk, you know, getting ready for action by David Arnold, but like compared, I know it's a different vibe, but Debonair is just such a cool, like, I don't, if that came on the radio and I didn't have any affiliation to it, I wouldn't like it, but knowing where it is in the movie, I love that song. Yes. And it's just so much cooler than whatever's here. Uh, yeah, I can agree. This one feels a little bit tamer. Like, I guess that you're gearing up, but like, it doesn't feel as like, uh, energetic as the first one, I right. would say. And it's like a slower thing, like they're moving in, because that's also not the like the end action scene, like that's just sort of in the middle, right? Like this is more the yeah. gearing up for the final, so it's a different thing, but I looked up a bunch of actors in this minute, which I will talk about. I want to I want to let you go through some of your stuff first before I, because I spent, I spent so much time on this minute, like entirely too much time, but because we didn't have a movie to watch, I'm like, I might as well. But I do want to point out that the subtitles on Amazon Prime Video, remember a couple minutes ago, you're talking, you found Norwood Avenue. The subtitles confirm Nallwood Avenue, N-A-L-L-W-O-O-D. So it might not be a real place. Or the subtitles remember, like, might be wrong, too. Like, it's not like those are hard and fast true. You know what I mean? So... Yeah, but it's, it's I don't know. But I just, I'm, I'm just saying I'm reporting the facts. That's okay. Yeah, that's totally fair. Like I said, I thought I was just taking a guess. I have no confirmation. I was just guessing to try to find out where they were. If you couldn't, if Nallwood did not exist, then like there's nothing we could do. So at least we found Norwood, right? Yes, and exactly. The only thing, and I'll talk about her later, but there's uh, Felicia Raffield as detective. Yes, and she is the one in the backyard of the little trailer. Uh, like they got like you know a yeah, slipstream yeah, yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and she is dressed up to the nines. If you remember what she looks like, she's got a jean skirt on. Yep, I she's remember. Got, like, a thin decorative belt, the red bra under the tank top, pink flower in her hair, the yellow sandals, big gold gold hoop earrings. And I was just like writing down like because you know again I did all the clothing, and I'm, like she is dressed in a way that somebody actually like, made decisions about her as opposed to like almost every other outfit in this movie. There's like it, it doesn't matter. Like we we think about other than Suki. But you think about in the first movie, like, so many of these iconic, like, all the Letty outfits and everything yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah, true. There's nothing memorable about these other than Bilkins' funny day-off shirt and Suki's outfits. This feels like the first time they're just like, oh, yeah, like, let's actually, like, put... Because, th- like, basically for, for Ava Mendez, it's just like, hey, how do we make her look hot? Right? Like, that's just like... Yeah, it's what just do like we make hot girl clothes at the time. Yeah. This is just, like, campy caricature dressing, and I love it, and I just, you know, I didn't realize how kind of boring this was, you know, for how neon-soaked Miami is, I didn't realize how boring the outfits were in this movie until this minute, but, you know, that's where we are. I guess we're kind of following around cops, too, so, like, that kind boring. of... Boring. Yeah, exactly. Before I go into all of the actors, because I, I have a couple things redacted, as you might have seen, what did yes. you find of note in the... uh Minutes in terms of signs, products, cars, models, etc. Some of the coolest things is there's a ton of shit in Whitworth's office, but he has some really glack, uh, like goofy, weird stuff. 
like he has a little figurine cop that has like an orange head that looks like you could probably bend it that has his own picture fi- in the face. I saw that, loved it. Yeah. Yeah. One of the like the fr- one of the frames is a baseball glove. That's very weird. He has some kind of award on the wall. But the backyard scene that you were just talking about where you like the clothing, that has a lot of really fucking weird interesting things in it that like Is there a flamingo there? Or something? Or there's no? a swan planter. Okay. There's okay. some planters that look like cows. There's like weird, just weird, like a Virgin Mary vase on the table. Like it's like Virgin Mary in the front and then they have like flowers in the back of it. There's just like a bunch of weird stuff there. It was really, really interesting to like kind of look around there and try to pick out what's going on. It's, you know, because it's all like behind the screen stuff. So it's not like focused. But, um, it looks to me like that's really the back of someone's trailer, right? Like this could have been like, you know, if my if one of my hoarder aunts lived in Florida, I'm sure the back of her trailer would look a lot like this, right? Well, like as I was scrubbing through the Pat McAfee show to look for that claim, I'm just like, oh, his, like it looks like his set. It's his just like desk. there's just shit everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Yeah, his set is chaos. But yeah, it's just like a, a, like an amalgamation of like things you've just collected from like yard sales and like weird home stores and and state fairs or something, right? So yep. it's a lot of weird shit like that. That was cool. There was actually like a couple of them that didn't have anything. And then um I found the Cuban restaurant that they finally pull up to at the end of the minute. Oh, the Versailles restaurant, right? Which is yes. I, 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 not that there's any reason that I would, but I don't remember ever seeing that sign before. Never remember seeing that sign before. Uh, it's still open, and I think that in the movie, the sign says 31 year anniversary, and then 2021 was their 50 year anniversary, and and the it's like updated underneath like 50th anniversary of like the restaurant so that's cool they're still alive they survived pandemic which is awesome cool. yeah well all the pictures like all the food go ahead great yeah all the pictures look great and the google street maps has like people fucking everywhere there's literally people all over the place like this place must be really good right it's yeah. been open for 50 years it survived the pandemic and there it's like slammed in google maps like so Maybe we need There's to go to There's a restaurant place. near where I grew up called Spain 92. And I'm like, I never knew why it was called Spain 92. Like, it just like, seems like a random. And then, like, this year, they're, like, celebrating our 30th anniversary. I was like, oh, 1992. No shit. Like, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Like, I just, you know, because, like, when it's like when you're driving by when you're a kid, you're like, oh, yeah, Spain 92. Okay, sure. Then I'm like, oh. So it took me, like, 30-something years, or I guess 30 years. I yeah. wasn't thinking I was five or whatever. But, like, oh, okay, cool. So... Yeah, you, you never know. People survive and celebrate anniversaries all the time. Yes. And then um, there's a couple other places, but that was cool. Um, I'm glad to see that Versailles Restaurant is still open, and I think it's cool that we could actually possibly go there, right? Sure. When we do our Too Fast tour. Yeah, too fa- the Miami tour. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the food looks great, and I'm, I'm amped on this. Pl- like, did I ever tell you this? Like, this is one of the things that Rachel's mom does all the time. Whenever she like travels, uh, I would we would always do best whatever <laughs> this place, right? Like, sure. Yep. So we, yeah, we would always be like best salad Vancouver, right, or whatever stupid dumb shit. Um, she does oldest restaurant Rome. Okay. Okay. 
especially when you like leave America, like if you find like a restaurant that's been in business for like 200 years, she's like, there's got to be a fucking reason, right? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, so she eats at like all these restaurants. She's like, yeah, it's always like, you know, some tiny place that like serves food, but like it's always awesome because like it's not going to die. Like if it didn't die in 100 years, then or 50 years like this place, like that's what you get. So uh, yeah, good recommendation, I think. I'm going to, I've been stealing her idea since I cool. learned about it. Anything else of note that you found in this minute? No, I think that was about it. I think that's about it. So the actors, so the annoying thing about this is that literally everyone, almost literally everyone, which, you know, it's like eight of nine people are just called detective. Like they're just detective. Sure. Credits. Yes. And, um, and, you know, a lot of these people don't have a picture like some of them are working actors some just like we're in one thing like only this or only three or four things or whatever um i did so when i watched the other reason i watched the amazon prime to find the the subtitles was also to see the x-ray with the power by imdb oh yeah that's and good. so i found four people confirmed and then three that might be in the scene might not be but two of those that might not be i have uh, cool stuff about but Zachary L. Mann is the U.S. Customs lead agent. This is the only thing he's ever acted in. He's the one in the scene with Markham that Markham's talking to. Um, he also did stunts in Transporter 2, which we covered in this podcast, okay. and the Miami Vice movie, which you will see there's a, there's a recurring theme here of a lot of these people just sort of being like Miami actors who like are just in productions that shoot there. Like local actors that like mm-hmm. shoot CSI Miami and yep. all of the – okay, cool. Uh, I also looked up and Transporter 2 at least partially shot in Miami, so that makes sense there. And this guy was also part of the Marine unit in an episode of Mrs. Maisel, so I don't know exactly what the Marine unit did, but I thought it was kind of cool. Like that's not a that's not a uh, that's not a, that's not a credit you see every day. I don't think so. I mean, it yeah. might be something like totally boring and innocuous. It also might be something cool. So I don't know. But shout out to Zachary Mann. Uh Felicia Raffield, who was the woman in the back of the trailer, like we talked about before. Yes. I thought she was in minute 31. There was a woman on a phone. I looked back at minute 31. So I'm like, did I look this woman up? Because I saw her name and I like a Apple after control after for the thing. And so we talked about her earlier. The woman from minute 31 is this woman, Tamara Jones, who plays customs technician, which obviously I should have thought of. Clearly, that's who it was on the phone. Customs technician, not, you know, detective on yeah, phone or whatever. Damn. Uh, that woman's from House of Cards, Kate Fear, the Bloodline TV series and this. She was in Rock of Ages, the Tom Cruise movie, and Step Up Revolution, which is not one we covered, but, you know, in the Channing verse, which is kind of cool. That's cool, yeah. This woman, if you'll remember from, like, a year ago or whatever, uh, she passed away a couple years ago, but she was a Miami actor. She was a, she had a musical theater degree. Um, she's best known for this. She was in Run, Ronnie, Run, which is the Mr. Show movie. Um, she was in two episodes of Miami Vice, again, proving, you know, the whole Miami thing. Yeah. Mateo Herreros is a detective. He's the guy on the walkie-talkie in the car. There's Walter Duke Foster, who's the detective on the walkie-talkie in the boat. This is the only movie he's ever been a part of, this guy, Walter Duke Foster. So shout out to him. The more interesting thing to me, though, is the people who might or might not be in this minute. Okay. So we got Mark McCauley, who has 143 acting credits and 11 stunt credits. He is credited simply as agent. So I have genuinely no idea who this guy is, where he's from, where in the movie he is. But he was in Miami Vice, both the show and the movie. Passenger 57, Bad Boys, Transporter 2, uh, Edward Scissorhands, Drive Angry, and even from Justin to Kelly. So he's been all over the place. Jeez, okay. 
Tony Bolano, who plays the gardener, he passed away a couple years ago. He was in Miami Vice and Baywatch. And my favorite, this is a very minor thing. Go ahead. Uh, but he plays drunk guy at urinal in the film Bad Boys, which I feel is a very funny thing to be credited as. Yes, that's awesome. The more, the most interesting thing, and I don't know where this guy is in this movie. I don't know if he's in this scene or not. I have no idea. But this guy, Cobet Harper, plays Agent. He only has one acting credit, which is this movie. Uh, but he has like 11 miscellaneous credits. Um, so if you look here, you can see his um, IMDb. I'm going to send that a link to you because I still have it redacted in the document. Okay. But just take a look at him and look how he is swole beyond swole. Like he, this guy is just ripped. Oh, that's his LinkedIn. That's his link. Yeah, because I found his picture. Yeah. He's huge. Yeah. He's just monstrous. Okay, go ahead. Fitness specialist in Compton. Mm-hmm. Okay. So of note here is he was a fitness trainer on this movie, but also Baby Boy. He did security on Four Brothers, so I think, based on nothing but a hunch, this guy is in Tyrese's posse. Oh, you're so right. It might be, like, his trainer, to be honest. Probably, right? Because if he's doing it on a couple different movies or whatever... And movies that have Tyrese in them, I don't think that that's coincidental at this point, right? I don't think so. He also did uh, fitness stuff on He Got Game and Starsky and Hutch. So he's done other things that Tyrese was not in. But it feels like with three movies over the span of like, you know, three or four years. They were like at least buds or something. Tyrese. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe like he was one of Tyrese's buddies or trainers and then Tyrese brought him along and then he got other work or he met him on like the set of one of them and was like, oh, this guy's cool, whatever. But either way, yeah, he definitely like knew Tyrese. This, I think, was first because i think baby boy is after four brothers is definitely after yeah exactly. so maybe he was hired here then just you know stuck around with him who knows but i think it's really cool that like he's known for being this like ripped you know fitness instructor and just piled around on tyrese for a while so you know shout out to him yeah very cool i don't know if he's in this minute or not i have no idea but i just look i clicked on everybody who is detective or agent or whatever and just looked at all of them up because we're kind of running out of room here in terms of introducing new people yeah it's cool, though. That was cool. That was a good. You had a bunch of fun tidbits there. I like that. Thank you. Now, I have no idea what to ask for the trivia question because there's too much and also not really much of anything. So do you have any ideas for the trivia question? Um, The only idea I had, and I'm just going to say this, I don't like it, but the only idea I had while watching this was how many teams are there and six teams check in. Mm, we could do that. I think that's fair. I, I don't know if it's fair, but I think it's doable. Like, it's like team one here, team two here, or whatever, you know what I mean? And it finishes with, like, team six. Like, that. that's just, like, how many total teams check in the thing? How many teams check in with Detective Whitworth as they prepare start to take three, down though, the throne? Because I feel like we only see three. So I think start at three and then go to six, and six is the answer. Three, four, five, or six. Is that cool? Uh, so minute 75, we got cops, 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 go, which is from the first race in the first movie. How many teams check in with Detective Whitworth as they prepare to take down Verone? The answer is six. That's insane. Cool. Yeah, I'm never going to get that question. Nope. But I mean, there was nothing really else that happened in this minute, right? Like, For how many notes? Like, that's what's kind of funny to me is that we t- we took four, literally four full pages of notes yes, in terms yes. of, like, you know, things that you notice or whatever. Yeah. And nothing happens. I mean, things happen, but it's not anything of significance. It's just, like, people get ready to move around. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about this minute? 
the, these get kind of chaotic when there's like five different uh, set pieces mm-hmm. in one minute. But this was a pretty fun one. Uh, although a lot of work, like we found a lot of cool stuff, and that was a really full minute of tons of shit that we found and saw. So I'm proud of it. Cool. Well, let's take a break and let us come back and reflect on lap 11 in this tune-up relap recap. episode number 256 the lap 11 tune up relap recap this episode is brought to you by heights heights was started in 1985 in the 700 square foot garage of the company founder gary height heights has grown over the last 30 years and now occupies a modern 50,000 square foot facility in lake zurich illinois shout out to heights hot rod and muscle car parts well, shout out to them. Why did, can you explain to me why they are the sponsor for this episode? Yeah, they supply parts for cars, and this is the tune-up relap recap. Oh, so would you what? Theoretically, I know that they reached out to us, but theoretically, if you were looking for them, what would you have searched to find this company? Perhaps if you like searched on Google heist car parts, it would autocorrect to heist car parts. Oh. And uh, you'd probably wind up here. Well, shout out to Heights. H-E-I-D-T-S. Have that down, yep. So, Joe, this was lap 11, the heist lap. This is our 24th episode, plus our bonus episodes on the Patreon. We've watched a lot of great heist movies. We've had a number of different guests. Is there one movie in particular, either that we've covered for the main feed or the Patreon feed, that you loved, that you were surprised by, that you were, you know, your favorite movie, your favorite episode, or anything? Thoughts, memories about the lap? Hit us with whatever. I really like heist movies. I I had a good time watching this. I'm glad that, like, uh, there was a bunch of heist movies that we hadn't seen before. You picked that were, like, classic ones that I really like. I think memorable ones are, like, Hot Rock. That was fun. Mm-hmm. Heat was obviously incredible. That's how we started out. Um, Thunderbolt and Lightfoot I liked a lot, too. That was a cool movie. I have two cars that my dad both has both of the cars in the same fucking movie. Weird situation. But just overall... Oh, and what was the one with Ice Chip? That one was fun, too. Den of Thieves. Den of Thieves was a great movie. So, like, just down the line, I think you picked great ones. I'm glad I got to round out some of the gaps that I had in my heist film repertoire. Overall, kind of, you know, watching them all together, some of it starts to blend, but I do have ones that stand out to me and that were fun. Um, Did you have a favorite or anything like that? Well, the greatest heist of all is Lucky Number Slevin, of course. Absolutely, of course. I really liked a lot of the movies. I mean, obviously watching Heat again was great. It's always nice to have a reason to watch Heat. Yes. Um, Point Break was great. Thunderbolt Life, I was glad that Justin had us recommend. You know, Thief was a lot of fun. Thief was great. After we did Heat. Muppets Most Wanted was fun and silly, which I enjoy that. And think, Hot Rocker, he said, was we great. Do, we do Thief, and then, like, Michael Mann dies, right? Michael Mann didn't die. No, which one? Didn't he? No, Michael Mann's still alive. He just wrote a book. Who was... Oh, then he was... Who was he just mad about <laughs> someone dying, then? Michael Mann was mad that somebody died? Yeah. No, he... Like, somebody... 
one of his who was it maybe who the henry hill like uh, ray liotta and somebody was like ray liotta just died or something he was like stop being a fucking rat or something remember this we were talking about it oh that's oh, why i oh, thought oh, michael oh, mann oh, died Sorry. no james Kahn did that james yes james Kahn. that's right did james Kahn die james Kahn died was james Kahn in thief yes that's what i meant <laughs> Sorry. No, he's when Ray Liotta died, someone was like, you know, yes. He said something, someone like responded, he just like, you know, act like basically grow up or whatever, end of tweet or whatever, one of those kind of things. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So we did Thief, and then James Gunn dies this year. That's crazy. Yes. It was mm-hmm. like right, it was a pretty much like right after. That's weird. Hot Rock was great. Logan Lucky, I love. No Man's Land was fun. Catch that kid. Not really thrilled about that it was you know it was fine whatever shout out to brian for picking that oh it's silly though i mean like i always yeah. take silly movies to brian's to camp too so like yeah that was fun hell or high water was a lot of fun i loved watching that again inside man was good and reservoir dogs was great so all these movies almost all the movies i loved some i was not super crazy about but i was glad that i watched them all because they were all fun episodes um, but the one thing we've been doing all lap long is each episode, you and me and a guest when applicable, been picking who would be the member of the heist team yes. that we would build without really knowing. Yes. So we teased this last night on the Reservoir Dogs episode. And if you want to play along, you can email and we'll read it on, the next, on, on a future episode. Yeah. But we are building a heist team. We've been sort of teasing this without really a plan in mind. But we're putting together a team of six members at most. You know, you can have fewer. You can have people double up. But a team made of the getaway driver, muscle, crowd control, yep. wild card, yep. financier, and mastermind. And so these six roles, we we each have about, you know, 25 or so heist people that we could do. Yeah. You also had the idea to do the Lufthansa heist from Goodfellas, which yes. I was reading about that heist, and it's hard. Like, there's not really sort of specifically defined roles. Like, there's people who are like, but you can kind of see, right? And, sure, for sure. I, I wanted to do something more specific to that, but I just I couldn't really. So I just sort of filled in the six roles. But were you able to sort of fill out the Lufthansa, or you just do the six roles? What you what did you wind up? Doing? I I filled out the six roles just with the idea of the Lufthansa heist in the back of my head knowing how this is going to go or like what needs okay. to be a comp like the the highlight the the notes that we need to hit to perform this heist so it wasn't specifically tailored to the Lufthansa heist it wasn't specifically tailored to the the roles it was kind of a blend of both where i was like oh i'll pick the best person for this role or the best person that i know that i need for the heist type situation i think i think if i would have picked straight on roles alone i would have probably picked the same people anyways yeah, like, I think, you know, we didn't really talk about it, but, like, as I was thinking about, you know, I was just, like, walking around my neighborhood, like, on my nightly walk or whatever, and just, like, what can we do? And I'm, like, there's not, like, there's a lot of different variations, but I think that's what's cool about the heist, and as we talked about in each episode as we went on, it's, like, what does this movie do differently? Because, like, a heist itself is pretty much the same every time, right? Like, there's the same kind of archetypes, the yes, same kind of roles, yes. like, you're still doing the thing. Yeah. But, like, what, what makes a movie great or boring is if it's able to or not uh twist the theme or twist the roles or whatever and so like these are kind of the six biggest archetypes right so um do you want to let's let you want to alternate or how do you want to do this we each have a team of the people that we picked 
I said on the Reservoir Dogs, Reservoir Dogs Patreon bonus episode, but your pick of Queenie last episode for F9 was the patron pick for that. So Queenie was the overwhelming fan favorite there. So shout out to you for that one. But how do you want to do this? How do you want to present these? I think you should. we should go by role and talk about who we picked for each role. And then just okay. at the end, kind of talk about like how we think the heist would go or like what our plan is. What role do you want to start with? Uh, just go down the list. Getaway driver? Yeah, getaway driver. Who'd you take? I took... So I have an alternate for both, because I, I, I came up with my team, and I'm like, oh, it's all dudes. And I wish I didn't have all dudes, but it was all dudes. And I was like, ah. So I have a couple alternates That's for That's so women. funny, because you were, you're, you were like, I'm trying to add women to my heist team the I whole know. time, and then I actually have two women in my team. So go ahead. Continue on. My getaway driver is Han from Tokyo Drift, with my alternate being Letty from the first movie. Uh, but I think Han, in terms of the drivers, like, weirdly for a podcast about cars and drivers, like, yes. there's not, I don't have a ton of great drivers, I don't think, like, other than, you know, every single one of the Fast and Furious people that I took is also, like, you know, a world-class driver or whatever. But I think Han's ability and everything in Tokyo Drift would fit in nicely as the getaway driver. So I have Han from Tokyo Drift as my getaway driver. Sounds good. I think that's a good pick because you know that um, Tokyo Drift takes place after six. So like everything that he, you know, mm-hmm. automanced up until then counts. So that's cool. Um, I took Dom from F6 because he can drive a car, anchor one, throw it off a bridge, jump across the bridge. I think that at that point, he's pretty much peak driver. Nobody can beat him ever. So I, I can't I can't pick anybody better than Dom. I think that's interesting. Like, I think that the thing with Dom, like, what movie did I pick Dom from? The fourth Fast and Furious movie. So I could have done that. Dom's not even on my team. Um, But Dom, I feel like, could fit anywhere. Like, he's kind of the, like, in the the classic. Oh, yeah, he could be muscle. He could be crowd control. He could be wild card. He could be mastermind. I agree. And I was like, cool, I want him on my team. And, like, and I will assign him the role as driver, knowing that that's probably his also best ability of the abilities, right? I think so. Like, that's the thing. Like, I was I was just about to say that, like, in the classic, like, video game sense, or like, the NES hockey especially, if there's either, like, the all-around guy or the skinny fast guy or the fat, fat. slow guy. Yep, yep. And he's kind of the, like, all-around guy where he's, like, not necessarily the best at any one thing, but also, like, really good at everything. Yeah. So I think he kind of fit in anywhere. I don't think of him primarily as a driver. I think of him I mean, more he beats as like everybody a else. He beats everybody else in the street race. You know what I mean? That's like true. every every race that anybody races against him, even the family loses to Dom. Like they unless know. Don, unless he chooses to lose to to Brian in Rio. Exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So the muscle. Who'd you have for muscle? Uh, for muscle, based on who I had on my team, I really didn't have a ton of muscle that I wanted to add to this heist. But I realized I did have uh, Deckard Shaw from Hobbs and Shaw, so I made him my muscle because I think, you know, he's like super marine or whatever, like he fights everyone hand to hand and with weapons, like he's pretty good muscle, can use any weapon type situation, so sure, uh, Deckard could hold it down in any number of ways of fighting. I would agree. I went with Chris Shaherlis, Val Kilmer from Heat. I think he is kind of an enforcer. I think he's one that uh, I I have a lot of people who kind of could be muscle, but they're all like, I don't have like a real bruiser. I think he's the closest thing I have to like a pure, like actual just enforcer. That's what I was Uh, My backup was Dalton Russell, Clive Owen from Inside Man. Uh, But, you know, he's more like more brainy, I think, than muscle. I agree. 
I'm I'm, I'm happy with my Christian Hurlis Val Kilmer pick though from because you wound up going with De Niro from Heat, right? Yes, I took De Niro from Heat. Right. So I have Val Kilmer. So I think I I would imagine that De Niro is probably your mastermind, but we'll get there in a second. For crowd control, I did Bodie Patrick Swayze from Point Break. That's good, and I actually almost took Patrick Swayze from Point Break as as one of my heist team members, but he's just a little uncorked. So I went with um, Letty. Well, the crowd control also just oh, oh sorry, to, Letty. I, I think is a good choice here, but crowd control. We were we were talking about the Reservoir Dogs episode for people who did not hear that one. It it could kind of be any number of different things, like either like the leader, like someone who's like keeping the crowd calm or quiet, or like you were saying, like a Roman and Fury Seven singing to the crowd, like however you want people to like interact and you know keep the crowd do whatever they want. So kind of like you know Clive Owen, I think from Inside Man also works there too. So Bodie yeah. maybe a little uncorked, but I also you know I think he would also fit He'd there. Would be amusing buddy. entertainment, I think so for sure. Like I think what? that he could and he and he robs banks and did crowd control in the literal yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. And I think that he's fun enough and handsome enough that he could be crowd control. Plus, if it's an outdoor heist, he can just surf on the water and keep everybody entertained that way. Take a shirt off, yeah. What uh, what Letty did you pick? Which which Letty movie did you pick? Letty from um, Furious 7. So okay. uh, in that one, that's when they have a party, and she comes in in a very beautiful dress. Mm-hmm. So I think that's appropriate. She could do crowd control like as a as someone that's like distracting. But I think also just that Letty has a calm presence and doesn't crack under pressure. So like if it was like a, you know, we have to hold down hostages with guns, she would be fine there too. So that's why I thought it was kind of a, a double, you know what I mean? Like you mm-hmm. get, you get both sides of that. Um, so yeah, I, I pick Letty from F7 for my crowd control. My backup for that one was Toby Howard, the Chris Pine character from Hell or High Water, which I think is another kind of, uh, even more even headed level even yep, keeled yep. level headed kind of person than Bodie, but I agree. Uh, wild card. Who'd you have for wild card? Ooh. And this is just like whatever. Like what if you think you need? There's somebody else in your team that like provides something that the other ones don't, or just need a little bit of flash or pizzazz or whatever. Uh, who'd you have for wild card? So based on how my team was going when I got to wild card, I was like, oh, I could put anybody here. This will be really fun. But I was like, there's one answer. It's Brian from Fast, from the what Fast and Furious F four. Mm-hmm. So um, I think if I already have Dom and Letty and Deckard Shaw, adding Brian, <laughs> what? I like that. Like all along, you know, especially in the first episode with me and Jordan, you're like, fuck. Uh, you know, good vibes. Like, who cares about oh, yeah. you know, team chemistry? And you're just building the family. Like, you're just winding up with the family, which is like built-in inherent chemistry. So, like, the thing that you sort of discarded in just like your ruthless mercenary thing, you wound up backing into anyway. Kind of. I I, I think it's just funny that like you your team probably has better chemistry than mine, even though like I built for chemistry basically. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. So. Um. But yeah. So I was like, okay. So you add Brian to it. But I think also generally Brian's like a great wild card, right? Like he can kind of do everything. He's like precision driver. He was formerly a cop, knows all about weaponry. He's one of the smartest guys. He can be a leader. Pretty much down the line, he he fills in everything. So I was like, yeah, he's like for me, wild card should be like Dom or Brian, right? And I was like, I already had Dom, so yeah. What about you? Who'd you pick for wild card? I'm actually going to flip it up. I'm going to add it. So I originally had Leon Santos here from Fast Five because I feel like they're the wild card. Like they're literal wild cards. Like bomb, shit work, whatever. But I think I'm going to take instead 
my actual wild card in terms of more skills, because I think this person could do explosive works, as we see in the movie that I picked them from. I'm going to take Hattie Shaw from Hobbs and Shaw. Ooh. I think that she is great wild the most card. skilled person on my team at all. Um, and she is able to do whatever needs to get done to whether it's rig explosive, like she like lines her apartment with the grenades oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. or inject herself fight. with the virus. She can hand-to-hand fight. She fights the rock. This is a great mm-hmm. pick. I agree. She's smart. She's beautiful. Yep. Everything. Yep. Can be a chameleon. Could be crowd control. Anything. Mm-hmm. Anything you need. Yep. Financier. I really only had one option. I don't even, I don't know if you had any. Like This is not one that we I like, had two options. Four, but I picked Mr. Nobody from Furious 7 just because I feel like he, of all the movies we watch, he potentially has the most money available to him, even though we don't know anything about him. Just feels like maybe he has the most money he available has access. to him. So. Yeah. Access to resources, which I think is pretty much all you need as a financier. Doesn't need to be liquid. He has access to resources. And Mr. Nobody, we said for both the financier and the mastermind, they don't necessarily need to be at the heist. They can just kind of be like behind the scenes or whatever. And like he would not be wherever we're doing this heist. He's not there, but he would be the one who like gives the team what they need. I agree. I actually, in my pick, I had two people and I was teetering back and forth between the two, but looking how my heist team was uh Laying out, I was going to go Uncle Kamada, because I do have him on my heist team. Oh, sure, yes, okay, that's a good pick, yep. Mm-hmm. But I ultimately went Queenie, because if I have Deckard Shaw on my team, having his mom be the financier, good incentive. Uh, she pretty much knows all the rest of them, so I think that Queenie will be my financier. Like, we don't, again, she's another one, right? Like, we don't really know how much money she has. Yeah, but we, we, we come to believe that she has enough. Resources. Resources yes. and connections, right? So, like, she can get a lot of stuff. Like, so when she steals the diamond necklace from the place in Nine, it's not because she needs money. It's just because she's, like, just stealing, right? Correct, yeah. She just, uh, for the thrill of the height, the thrill of the hunt, the thrill of the heist, whatever, right? Yeah, so. exactly. So, like, I think that she would be a good um, a good financier. Now, Joe, the mastermind, again, not necessarily the heist, even though I think mine might be. Who is in charge? Who's the one who planned everything out? Who mapped out this heist from start to finish? Easiest one ever. De Niro from Heat. Oh, sure. Yeah, okay. I can see that although I did build a very chemistry-driven team, that I think Mm -hmm. De Niro would fit, and being a mastermind doesn't really... affect that right because he's just like oh like here i got a job for you he's kind of like the mr nobody like mr nobody calls them all in and is like i need you to accomplish x and they all just kind of like do it right yeah for sure so i think that he would be a good master and now that you pick mr nobody as the financier who'd you pick for your mastermind well my alternate was constantine from muppets most wanted because i feel like he's the dastardliest one that we ever had but the one i went with is the guy who pulled one over on everyone involved on both sides of the heist i went with ice chip Donnie O'Shea Jackson Jr. from Den of Thieves, because he was able to create a heist that not only fooled the cops, but also fooled the criminals. So I wanted to add him to my team so bad, but I didn't want to have to deal with the abil- the possibility he double crosses me at the end of the heist. Yeah, I feel Get like what that's, I'm saying. Yeah, that's fair. Not not in a bad way. Like I think that he's probably one of the most capable people. And yes, I love Ice Chip. But I was scared if you give him a role that's too... You can't give him a role that's too low because although he, like, does do the things, he... What does he do? Like, he, like, shows up as, like, the delivery guy and, like, hides in the thing, right? Like, they give him, like, a pretty, like, meaningless task. Like, it's substantial. But at the same time, it, like, doesn't require a lot of, like, ability. And 
turns out that he's the mastermind, so if you give him too much power, he double crosses. So, like, I didn't have a good fit for where I could put him in. Well, the thing with the mastermind is, like, I don't even know if he's going to be there. And if he, you know, we didn't say that, like, everybody has to leave the heist happy, just, like, get it done. And I feel like of the people I had available to me, he was the one that was most likely to come up with a plan to fool everyone. That's fair. That, that, That makes a lot of sense. I get it. Yeah. I'm going to do a Mark Hoffmeyer again, name coming up again, uh, ask poll on Twitter, which of us came up with the better heist team. Ooh. So I will put that up in, you know, later this week as after this episode's out and people have had a time to listen and react and respond. But I do want to read, because I've not read yet because it came in while we were recording, but email from Jason Rainey teasing the intro, Lufthansa, I hardly know her. <laughs> So Jason also tweeted at us this week that he finally caught up on the show. So it, Congrats, it's Jason. really, really cool that he caught up on the show and was able to listen to the most recent episode and was like, oh, I can email him like the only timely thing we've ever really done. He was able to do. So that's really cool. Yeah, very, very cool. I'm, ex- I'm curious to hear what he says. He says, just writing to give you guys my heist team for the end of the lap draft. This was a fun challenge. And I'm looking forward to seeing what you and other folks come up with. Anyway, here's my nutty idea. He says, I'm assuming I should stick to the winners of the Patreon polls for my draft. Even if not, I'm giving myself that restriction because it's more convenient. Okay, cool. I decided to focus on one aspect of the Lufthansa heist. In 1975, most of our available crew isn't even alive. I'm not That's saying this is pedantic. I'm all for a multiverse or alternate universe situations, but I think this gives me the opportunity to indulge in a trope rumored to soon be part of the Fast and Furious series, time travel. Oh, okay, okay. Presenting the mastermind, Ramsey, from Furious 7. Ramsey in this film isn't tied to the family yet, so she indulges her own curiosities instead of focusing her skills on helping Dom's crew. It's easier for me to see her stumbling on the ideas that would make time travel possible and the tech know how to make it work. She studies lost treasures, finds out about the Lufthansa heist, where the money was never found or recovered. It's a perfect time crime. I love it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking awesome. I like this. Okay, keep going. This is fun. The financier is your alternate Uncle Kamada from Tokyo Drift. He's a Yakuza bigwig and likely has connections throughout Japan, a country known for its electronics, so maybe he can get Ramsey the best parts for her time machine. Very maybe cool. Ramsey's plan seems too crazy to be a simple gangster, or to a simple gangster, but she can use her time travel prototype to meet him in the past, giving some tips on how to make the right connections and make his way up the ranks of the Yakuza. Ooh. When she meets him again, he's more willing to bankroll this crazy scheme. Interesting. Okay, yeah, there you go. Time loop already. I like it. The muscle was your pick, but from a different movie, Deckard Shaw from The Fate of the Furious. The 1970s will be unfamiliar territory for most of the team, so I think it helps to have a muscle boy with military experience. Besides giving our team some technical know-how, he's trained to deal with unfamiliar situations. By the end of Fate, he's more willing to work with the family, and having gone toe-to-toe with Hobbs on a couple occasions, I think he can handle whatever 1975 will throw at him. I agree. I absolutely agree. Crowd control, he went with my guy, Bodie from Point Break. This is back when I was doing the, uh, like, by the end, I was just like, people don't really want to vote on these. I'm just going to do the Fast and Furious movies. But I did early on, because I was early enough that I did Bodie. Said, like I said, I don't mind multiverse situations. I think Bodie would complement Deckard's tactics and muscle by having extensive heist experience and a knack for getting people to work as a unit. If a crowd needs controlling, he's ruthless enough to use force, yep. but has the guru charm to keep them cool and maybe even get them to sympathize with their aims. 
With all of his skydiving experience, he surely knows his way around an airport. That's true. That's very, very true. And planes, that's a big thats a big plus that I didn't factor in. Good job, Jason. I think that that's a very smart pick. Although for planes, Deckard, Fate of the Furious, Chipmunk's on a plane, right? Also true, so yeah. yeah. But I mean, having two guys running through a hangar that know about planes and shit for like, sure. is very helpful. Also, Deckard eats uh, dinner in Furious 7 in a, maybe a warehouse or a hangar or something, right? So, yeah, maybe. You know, whether they want to eat or listen to Chipmunks, they're good. Wild card, Frank from Thief. That's James Caan. He isn't such a wild character, but since the Lufthansa millions are in a double-door vault, according to Wiki, they'll need someone who can crack it with stealth and speed. Not only does Frank have the goods, but since he was operating in the late 70s, he can help the rest of the team with blending, do recon, etc. Makes sense, yeah. The final team member, Letty, from the first movie, The Fast and the Furious, even if she's not as skilled as her future self, I think out of all the Patreon picks, this Letty is the most potent driving chops. I bet you could get a Ford Econoline under a semi-trailer if she needed to, and she wouldn't forget to get rid of the car in the morning. Amen. Yes, that's a big, big plus. Yes. That's my team, he says. Hopefully you found it entertaining. Do you think your teams can compete? Ejecto, Cito, Cuzzes, take care, Jason. I do. I think that I think that um we all have like pr- I think that this would go I think that these would go vastly different. If they're all taking I mean probably. I think we I think the of the three teams we would know how yours plays out the most evidently because we've seen more yes. movies with your characters. Yes, I agree. That and that's fair. It would play out like a Fast and the Furious movie for sure. I feel like mine would play out like a 90s movie because I got Heat and Point Break, and then a Thieves are just kind of flashing back to Heat, sort of. It just like it feels like it's a different kind of era, and then it feels like Jason's is more like a '70s kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even so. though he has like some similar characters, yeah, it, yeah. The, and I like the time travel thing that he just like actually sends them back in time, as opposed yeah. to like that you just pluck them and they exist type situation. Love it. It's great. Yeah. So I'm gonna add Jason's to the uh, Patreon or the the Twitter poll too. So cool. very cool. Vote, vote, vote. And we'll, you know, report back the winner on the next episode or whatever. So, cool. Thank you, Jason. I'm glad that you could listen. It was, it, was a, it was a tall order for people to be like, hey, here's a thing that you didn't know was coming tonight. Do you have an hour and 10 minutes to listen to this? And, and also, then, do you want to do homework? Do you want homework yes. in the next 18 hours or whatever? But Jason got it in, so shout out to him. But, like, going over the heist then, I think that we all have people that can drive, right? I think that none of them would, like, leave the car, well, that's the other thing that we're like, we're picking the best of the best. And even in, so like we're in, in each movie, we're picking the best member. And then from those best members, we're picking the even better best members. So theoretically, people wouldn't screw up. Yeah, I think they we would. We don't have like a wing grow from heat or something in this situation. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like anybody that's going to, yeah, that's going to like really like not fail on their job, right? Like it's going to be like, oh, unless there's some kind of like weird twist chaos, they're pretty right. much just going to get get this done. I also do love that after you argue with me and Jordan for 25 minutes about how Vince is the right member, like Vince isn't even on the team. Like Well, I, just, I mean, it's, I I would he's, he's not. Like I mean, the whole first movie is like under underleveled, underpowered. Underleveled, underpowered. I thought that you could use him for like muscle, but if I have like Vince or Deckard Shaw from Hobbs and Shaw, like right. which muscle are you gonna take, right? Yeah, Deckard Shaw, like the person who is like CIA blacklist, yeah. blah blah blah, killed all these different people, whatever. Uses yes, every so weapon, every co- like combat method, whatever. Got into out of a plane, like okay, yeah, of course. I mean, overall, I think that like 
my team, the full team, would probably be able to accomplish anything. It would be like a Reservoir Dog situation, you know? Like, if, if this is my Rolodex, and I'm like, I need a Mr. Pink, I need a Mr. Purple, I need a Mr. White, Mr. Blonde. Like, I could fill out rosters to do a lot of different things. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Anything else to say about the team picking or lap 11, or should we move on to lap 12? I think we should move on to lap 12. Cool. Well... So lap 11 was the heist lap. Lap 12, we are going to a sort of a throwback thing to a type of lap we've done a couple other times before. Ooh. This one is a long time coming. Lap 12, we are doing the Dominic Toretto Vin Diesel lap, the films of Mr. Mark Vin Diesel. Sinclair. Mark Sinclair. Every episode is just about one of his songs. Or him Love dancing. Me like you do. No, that's Nellie Golding. That's, but yes, it's either him dancing or him singing. Okay, so the other thing is that this is going to be a super long lap. Not only because we changed the format and now instead of a two-week cycle, it's a three-week cycle, but because this lap leads into – this is, again, this is how my, my weird brain won't abide by this weirdness. But it leads into Fast 10. I'm like, oh, we could do like a mini – like season 13 or lap 13 can just be like the Fast 10 lap. But then like we would have lap 14 be our 13th view of movies. I'm like, I don't want that. So we're going to add the Fast X. So like this lap theoretically is going to run from September 27th through June. Like this is like a nine month long lap, possibly. It's like a pregnancy. Wow. We're going to we're going to gestate a baby of movies. We are. A Vin Diesel. We are. A baby Vin in this lap. I wonder what baby Vin was like, but I have no idea. Bald, for sure. (laughs) Just, yeah, yeah, very true. Probably strong. Probably a good dancer. Probably, yeah. Hungry. So as a reminder out there, we are going to mix it up. There are going to be no more intro back half. We're going to do just like, in theory, you know, 75-ish minute episodes weekly. And we're going to go between Fast and Furious movies, Pit Stops, and Life in the Fast Lane. So next week will be the Fast and the Furious. And I will just announce right now our first Pit Stop is maybe your favorite non-Fast and Furious Vin Diesel movie, Boiler Room. Do you think that's fair to say? Oh, yeah, I think so. I fucking love that movie do you like this movie have you seen it have you seen it recently once you picked it for film club a while back when we did like bros or something or finance or i don't remember what we did but i watched it because this is another one that when mike and i for about six weeks we're gonna do the ben affleck podcast yes i bought like eight of his movies and this was one of the ones i bought and then within the span of like 36 hours he got accused of like three different me too things and we're like dude you you have like an as much as we are when we played the twitter game that we got people blocked you were on like a great run of like getting people canceled by trying to do a podcast about their movies with who oh well shia shia you had um ben affleck casey affleck there was somebody else too there was somebody else that it was like maybe spacey no well i mean we were never gonna do we, like, we never have plans for casey affleck or a spacey podcast but ben affleck was it was just like ooh. yeah it, i feel like there was a couple more like one more at least maybe two but i forget we've had so many different ideas for podcasts like we've yeah, made exactly. album art i've, exactly. put out, I've laid out things exactly. you and i were like we were we were up to our elbows in idris for a little while yes. and we're like we can't do this so let's yep. just double down on too fast but i also like it, it's it's less impactful here because we don't have as wide of a, a, a field of movies to pick from but i like to put like one of your favorite movies first so i can do like real pretentious arty bullshit later in the lap but i'm like hey here's a here's a sweet candy bar up front but yeah you know exactly. we don't have a ton of things to pick from so um 
I mean, not that, you know, not that there's not, there's, there's great stuff, but it's not like we have like all of the history of heist films or whatever. It's just I'm like, so, I'm very, very excited that we'll get to do like pitch black, triple X, all those ones. Cause like, I, I know I say this all the time, but like I purposely now been avoiding those movies waiting for this lap. Yeah. I think the only one of those that I've avoided since we did the podcast is the first two triple X movies. And he's not even in the second one. Like I saw the third one in theaters and never seen the first one. But, like, I've seen all the Pitch Black movies. I've seen all the Rick movies. So, like, I think the only thing that I've been avoiding knowing we'd eventually cover it is the first Triple X, which we're going to do pretty early in the lap. But I'm right there with you. Like, I've never seen that one. I don't know why I've never seen it, but, you know, I never saw these for a while either, right? So Exactly. Yeah. So, like, but, like, I've never seen any of the Riddicks, any of the Triple Xs, any of the Pitch Blacks. So I'm in. Mixed quality, I will say. I'm but sure. it's going to be fun. Yeah, one of my I'm also coworkers, guessing I'm like them all more now, now that we're this far invested. I agree. And one of my coworkers is like real hype for us to cover these. Uh, he was talking to me about it, and he was like so amped. He's like, have you never seen any of these like weird Vin Diesel movies? It's like, no, dude, I was saving them. So soon you will. To talk about, yeah. I will announce, though. I do want to announce, because this is like an enticement for people to maybe join the Patreon. Give us your money, please. Uh, but the way that we're doing it now for the patrons is that the patron picks, the $10 a month people, everybody on the Patreon gets gets access to every episode. Only the $10 a month and above get to pick episodes. But even if you're yes. a dollar a month, you get access. You get yep. to listen to all these the day they come out. Yep. But the $10 a month people all get to pick one movie now every lap. The thing is that they're all going to be behind the paywall. Um, so the way that I'm just going to do it just to keep things fair is the quicker you send it in, we're just going to do that in that order. And basically the way that I'm going to have it, I think map out depending on schedules or whatever is the week there is a life in the fast lane, like the intro type episode. Yeah. We'll also do a Patreon bonus episode that same week. So there'll always be like a movie to talk about, but here are the movies in order that we are going to go through. Are you, I think you know some of these. I don't think you know all these. So are you ready for yourself, too? I'm ready. Yeah, yeah. Give it to me. So the first one up is the one that we the one that we picked. And this is a part of a three-episode super crossover extravaganza. We are covering Triple X 2. Do you know who stars in Triple X 2? No. Who? Do you, do you want to know or do you want, do you want to be a surprise? Uh, tell me who stars in it. That's fine. He is the father of an ice chip. Oh, really? Ice Cube? Yeah, Ice Cube. Ice I got an Cube Ice Cube t-shirt on right now. Well, today was a good day because you found out that Triple X 2 stars Ice Cube. Yes, it is. We're doing that. And then we are doing Haley's pick. So this is going to be a thing that I think, I mean, she has every right to change it. But I think her plan basically for the next like 30 laps is to get us to finish Magic Mike's. So she is going to do Dear John, which is the next Channing movie we're going to cover. Oh, uh, so okay. I think unless she has a different plan for the future, uh, her idea is just like every, she said, she said to me something like every Patreon pick that I'm going to have is going to be a Channing movie. So dear John coming up next. That's, that's the next fun. One. And, and we can play all the, we can play all the, um, the, yeah. the Channing games too. And those I'm also going to release on the magic Mike's feed. I mean, it's going to be like the weirdest, like once every seven months release structure or whatever. So people over there might get annoyed, but we're going to do, it's basically going to be an episode of magic Mike's behind the paywall here. Or if you want to listen over there, whatever. But shout out to Haley for keeping that podcast alive That's through cool. the skin of for ten dollars a month. That's really cool. I like that. Okay. Then up next is Lane Middleton's pick, The Wraith from nineteen eighty six, starring Charlie Sheen. Ooh. Crazy movie. I've never seen really it. Really much looking forward to it. Cool. Then after that is Alex Ellenon's pick, which we talked about last week or two weeks ago. Super fast, the Fast and Furious parody bullshit movie. Which I've seen, and it is 
And I have not. Yeah, it's going to be fun. Okay. And after that is Michael McGann's pick of Ralph Breaks the Internet, which we also talked about last week or two weeks ago. Incredible. And I'm so stoked on I love Wreck-It Ralph movies, so... Then Justin Kleiman's pick, which we mentioned, I think, last week and also in the intro here, The First Purge, not the First Purge movie, but the movie called The First Purge from 2018. Yes. In our Purge Fast, Purge Forever, or whatever the name of that podcast is. Then Jason Rainey. So we have a couple others that we're waiting on, notably Brian Late Night Slumber Party Rodriguez and a couple other people. But Jason Rainey sent in, this is a movie, like, I did not realize until I really looked at his letterbox that, like, Jason has probably seen as many movies as I have, which is, you know... Insane, yeah. Insane. That's a ton. He's sitting in a movie that I had never heard of. It's a Japanese movie from the 1970s. Okay. Called Truck Rascals 5, Ichibanboshi the Brave, which I think there's like a whole bunch of different titles of this. That sounds incredible. I think 5 is a good entry point to movies too. I mean, like we know what the Fast and the Furious, 5 is probably the perfect one to start with. I would agree. So I was talking to Jason about this, and the original title, he said, it depends on the translation, but it's also sometimes called Truck Yarrow 5, Truckster of Guts. Ooh. So, even better name. He says, it's part of a series of Japanese movies about two truckers who get into misadventures. He says, each movie is pretty self-contained, so you don't need to worry about number five. And Yarrow, he says, is sometimes translated as guys, rascals, or bastards. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. He, he also said that the trucks in this case are semi-trucks, which I imagine run on some kind of diesel, uh, or run on diesel, so it's sort of related to the Vin Diesel app. So I was like, you don't, you don't have to do that, but cool, I get it. It, it makes sense, yeah, I get it. So those are the ones that we have right now, in addition to the uh, pit stops this lap. So we have a lot of things coming up, and then we're going to lead up to Fast 10, Fast X, however you pronounce it, and we'll do that at the end of the lap. But we got a lot of good stuff here, which I'm very excited about. I do think that the podcast is going to get better with the new format. Yes. And we got a lot of good stuff behind the paywall, too. So if you have not join the patreon really even a dollar a month gets you a new episode every month or this is actually probably gonna be a little bit more like this is every three weeks there's a bonus episode so yeah it's it's awesome i i'm really really stoked for the new format like really really stoked for the new format and um i really liked that everybody picked like completely different movies this is fun you know what i mean letting them Mm -hmm. go outside the theme like now like it's just wild west out there in a great way like all they're all i think good picks and stuff that i'm excited to see too and i will also say again it doesn't have to be a movie it can be tv or can be anything else like wes was talking to us and just like i kind of want to make you i want to i kind of want to up my pledge and pick something but i don't know what i would want to pick so i you know i haven't done it yet i'm like you could also like pick a video game and have us play a video game like i don't know if that would be good i don't know if it'd be fun for us to talk about but it could be like anything that would basically take two hours to do yeah we can do so we're open to suggestions. We're open to ideas, conversation, whatever. Too fast, com. We got one more thing to say, though. And you're, you're looking at the, the runtime for this episode. You're like, it sounds like they're done. But there's another four hours of this episode. I have no idea. Who knows? Probably half an hour. Probably 40 minutes. Who knows? Yeah. But all lap long, next lap, we're going to be joined by someone very special, very near and dear to our hearts. Joe, when I think about the people I know who are most like Vin Diesel... Okay. Only one name really comes to mind. And it's... Jessica Collins, a.k.a. A. Mon- Montez. So Montez has not seen many of these movies, I don't think. I think when we started this podcast, she had seen none of them. She didn't even really want to listen to the podcast because she hated the movies. I think since then she's seen at least a couple. But we're going to talk to her now about what she's seen, what she's hoping for, what she's worried about, do the character voice, all that sort of stuff. So let's take another quick break. 
and come back with Ms. Montez, Gabriela Montez, and talk to her about this nine-month-long endeavor or whatever they're going to make her sit through. And then she's on the hook forever in terms of every time a new movie comes out, she's got to come back and watch that too. So, you know, ride or die, remember? And probably come see them with us, right? If she wants to drive up from where she, she's not exactly close, but she's obviously welcome. Yeah, exactly. More than welcome to join us. So, Joe, let's take another break in almost unprecedented second break and bring in Montez to talk about Lap 12, our own mini Vin Diesel. Again, to episode number 256 of Too Fast, Too Forever. This episode is the Tune-Up Relap Recap brought to you by Heights, one of the most experienced sales and engineering staffs in the industry, always ready to serve you. Shout out to Heights, Hot Rod, Muscle, and Car Parts. Well, shout out to Heights, and well, 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 look who we have here, the world's biggest Fast and Furious fan, the friend of ours most like Vin Diesel, Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. Hi, Montez. (laughs) How's it going? You know that we say your name like that in every episode. Do you listen to the show anymore or no? I know you're incredibly busy. Okay, listen. Yeah. I caught up. I mean, I committed eight hours a day for weeks. Now, this was like two years ago, right? You caught up? I had to to abandon. I I fell back behind. Okay. I will share with you that one of my favorite podcasts, Never Not Funny, puts out two episodes a week and sometimes a bonus one. During the beginning of the pandemic, they were doing three a week, but their episodes were like two hours each. Like Not that ours aren't, but they were consistently two yeah. hours. And it was like five or more hours a week that I fell behind. And I fell behind like 60 episodes and I finally caught up and I was caught up for like three weeks and then I fell behind 105 episodes. And oh. I have been working on this for two and a half months and I've barely <laughs> crossed halfway. Like this is going to be something that's going to take me another two or three months. Like and I'm doing at least one a day. Like it's just, it's impossible to catch up. So my heart goes out to you. I, I you know, I'm only busting your balls because it's funny, but like I, I have been there. It is tough to catch up on a thing that just never stops. You know what? It's a commitment, but you guys are always in my heart. I talk about too fast all the time. Thank you. That's awesome. Thank you. Because you were our biggest champion of Zack Attack. Oh, yeah. Now, have you listened to the Zack Attack one-offs that we've done since that ended or no? Uh, yeah, I've listened to a few. I have, I've kind of just not been listening to a lot of my podcasts lately. My, my job requires me to not have any words mm. when I'm working. I hate when that happens. Yeah. yeah. I feel you, though. I will tell you, as a between you and me and Joe and all of our listeners that we're going to do another Zack Attack episode. We might have teased it on this on this show before. You didn't hear it because you don't listen to the show anymore. <laughs> but we're going to do Firestarter, the Zac Efron, Stephen oh, King movie. Yes. And he's also got another one coming out sometime soon, The Greatest Beer Run Ever, the Farrelly Brothers, or one of the Farrelly's movies. That yep. you know, But the next one we're going to do for sure is Firestarter sometime in the next six weeks. So stay tuned for that. But we're not here to talk about Zack Attack. We're not here to talk about Zack Efron unless he joins the Fast Horse. We're here to talk about the Fast and Furious, once again, your favorite film franchise. 
best film franchise I've never watched. How many of these movies have you seen? I, I believe that I've seen through six. So you've seen six of them. Okay. Yeah. That's more than I thought. Okay. Yeah. Was it any before that you, that we started? Oh, yeah. Or just like, okay. I, you I seen... saw uh, The Fast and the Furious. I'm pretty sure I saw it in the theater. I love wow. them. I love that movie. OG. I love the OG. We'll go into your individual memories and histories with the movies throughout the lap, but you, you've seen more, but you're, it's safe to say you're not the biggest antagonist to this franchise in your house, but you're also not the biggest fan. Is that correct? Well, I, I guess it would be safe to say I am the biggest fan because the only other person. Um, I'm not talking physical size, Montez. Let's not cogn- get literal this Cognizant early. enough to, to have watched these movies. Now, I tried to get, I tried to get my son to watch the first one. It wasn't enough cars. So I'm hoping. Tokyo Drift. So I'm hoping maybe I'm going to get him on the train. Well, you, when you say not enough cars, do you mean actual cars or not enough yeah. like the movie Cars Kachow? <laughs> well, probably both. Well, probably uh, both. I mean, I did try to watch Talladega Nights with him the other day, and he said, "Hey, look, it's lightning." So, you know, he hasn't quite gotten there yet. But yeah, not enough cars, not enough racing. He's super into drifting cars, so I think Tokyo Tokyo Drift's going to be where it's at. So now, since you were last on the podcast, what were you on to talk about? Were you want to talk about what movie were you on to talk about? Well, I was supposed to be on for the Muppets, but my husband decided to get a stick in the eye. Literally. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I, so yep. I couldn't show up. Uh, so before that, it was... Was it the Helen Mirren movie? Mm, was that this one? That would have been this show. I'm looking through our website. You were on The Circle for Hanks for the oh, Memories. Oh, God. And the Da Vinci Code trilogy and Legend. I'm trying to see... Oh, you were behind the paywall. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you did the sl- the sexy one. Yeah. You did the cook the thief, his wife and her lover. Yeah. That's Oh, right. I totally didn't yeah. remember you were on that with us. I'm sorry. That's okay. I remember that movie. Like the movie is so intense <laughs> that I didn't remember <laughs> to who I talked about That's it all right. with. That's all right. We all blacked out. So this is your this is your main feed debut. I yeah. People have heard your name for hu- maybe hundreds of episodes now. Yeah. And they might not have yeah, heard your exactly. voice unless they joined at TooFast2Forever.com. That episode was, it was it, that's worth the price of admission alone. The cook, the thief, his wife and her lover. Worth it. Yeah. That movie is why, we did like that and then Caligula like a couple Ugh, of weeks later. Caligula. Just there was this, yeah. there was this running uh, thing that Joe for like, for probably, because you know, for early on, we weren't, we're not every week, we were every month, but like for, so for a couple of years, he's like, we're going to do a porn parody lap. We're going to watch all these porn parodies. <laughs> And then we watched Caligula, and he's like, we're no longer doing the porn parody. I was like, thank <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fun fact. Totally changed my mind. I watched that with my mother. Caligula? Fun. Or, or How did thief? that go? Oh, Caligula. Okay. How did that go? Can you tell us about that? Now oh. I'm more interested about this than anything else. So, so this was... Who picked it? How? I want the whole layout. Okay, okay. So this was years ago. So I've always been into weird movies. Mm-hmm. Fair. And um, one of my coworkers was like, you know, he got now he got me. He was like, man, you got to watch this movie Caligula. And I was like, oh, OK. Wait, so you so you did not know because like I didn't know colloquially shit about Caligula refers to like debauchery. Yeah, right. 
but you didn't know so, that or you, you or you didn't think about that i didn't think about that i thought about oh it's about caligula the guy uh-huh so okay i'm yeah. like oh it's it's a you know historical fiction film and it's got um was it peter o'toole <laughs> i was like this looks yep. great uh, didn't w- didn't IMDb it to see that it was a penthouse Smart. production? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't. So I went on my old faithful the Netflix DVD, and I got it. You still get the Netflix DVDs? Is that correct? Hell yeah, I do. Cool. Three at a time. Love it. Yeah. Okay. Because it's old school. So anyway, so I get it and I put it in, and thank God my dad had already gone to bed, and I I. Lived with my parents at the time. I put it in and it pops up penthouse production and girls getting railed like first five minutes of the movie. <laughs> and my mom looks at me and goes, nope, you rented it. We're watching it. And Jesus Christ. Wow, even yeah, worse. Okay. It was so fucking awkward. The circle jerk. How was, old were you? I was in think? my 20s. So I mean. Okay. I guess that's better than being like. 15 teenager yeah Yeah, i agree yeah Yeah. i have a similar story that i told recently on 1999 the podcast and maybe on cruise club that when i watched magnolia my best friend from childhood was over and like it was the summer i think after my freshman year of college where i was just like renting like borrowing checking out from the library every like great movie that i hadn't seen and just the next one up was magnolia and there's a scene in that movie where my mom was just like, I think I'm good. I don't think this movie is for me. But there's about like 25 minutes in when you're introduced to Tom Cruise. Joe, have you seen Magnolia? I watched it with you at my apartment in New Haven, remember? No, I don't remember this. We picked it for film club one year. like one. We watched one. a three-hour movie together? Or at least, uh, I remember watching it there. You picked it or we picked it and we watched it together. I feel like we watched it together because I kept just like commenting on like John C. Riley being in it and being like, I can't take this movie seriously with Dale Dobek pretending no, this, to be a real. Magnolia was before we ran Film Club. That was picked eight and a half years ago. So we might have watched it together, but that was before our Film Club. Okay. Okay. Yeah, fair. You I, Maybe you came. You, I feel like you were at my house and... This is, I fe- yeah, I, we watch I, it together at that point, though. I like it, we, we had watched it the same week at oh, the yeah. worst. <laughs> you, res- you, you wrote in the forum, uh, December 7th, 2013, I watched this movie with Soul Popped and Rachel kind of stoned. I made it about 15 minutes till Dale Dobeck was trying to be a serious cop and there couldn't stop laughing. The movie looked amazing, though, very well shot. So we watched 15 minutes, and then you said, I'm only halfway through so far. After watching the second half, Solar, holy fuck, this movie was so good. The whole frog thing, so blah, 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 blah. But in that movie, if you'll remember, when you're introduced to Tom Cruise, he goes, respect the cock and yeah. tame the C word. And like just says that a lot. I'm not even, I don't even feel comfortable saying that on, on this episode. And yep. my mom was just like, I'm good. So it's not the Caligula effect, but I've watched a similar-ish in subject matter, but again, not a penthouse production. So Montez, you have me beat there. Like that's a better story than mine, but. Yeah. Boy. I I don't know that it's a great memory, but I've got the story now, so. Yeah, it works. That's awesome. Very, very good stuff. So, since you were last on, you have another human being in your household. Do you think yeah. this new human being will become an even bigger Fast and Furious fan than you or your son? Oof, I don't know. I mean, Early reports. Is, is the new baby uh, a car fan or not? Um, Yeah, he seems to be into it. Now he's only two months old, so he hasn't really uh, he hasn't really experienced it yet. But um, yeah, I think he's going to be into cars. It's Kiernan, right? Is your older son? Yeah. Yep. Does he is he into video games at all or no? 
Yeah, we actually were just playing Astrobot right before this. Astrobot's awesome. Astrobot's yeah. great. Like that's are you playing the the one that came with the PS5? Yep. It is like the best bundled game maybe ever. Really? I love that game. It's basically like a, a showcase for like what the controller can do because the PS5 controller is so good, but it's also just genuinely like great. It's like three hours long. Like it's not a super long game, but it's really, really, really good. Yep. That's cool though. So you have two little boys. Yeah. Maybe both love cars. One at least loves video games. So you're you're surrounded by cool people. I'm su- I, I'm surrounded by like-minded people. But your husband hates these movies. Uh, well, I, you can't account for taste. <laughs> what are you most looking forward to this lap? Is there something in particular, either with a movie you haven't seen or a movie you have seen and want to see again, or like greatest hope, most positive moment you think you're going to encounter over these next six or seven months? When I first started listening to Too Fast, mm-hmm. I mean, we had talked about this. I was not a fan of these movies because I felt that they had jumped the shark. Sure. Through listening to the podcast, through the however many hours and hours I've listened to you guys talk about these movies, you have changed my mind, and I That's actually awesome. am excited to watch the rest of them. I was actually telling my cousin that I was going to be on this show, and he said, I'm so excited. Which movies are we going to watch together? Because Ooh. he loves this franchise. And this, awesome. this is Mike G and a bunch of numbers. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. You got to have him write in as you are on each episode, and we'll read those along with you. Yeah, I should. On the other side of the coin, is there something you're nervous or worried or not about or not looking forward to? Um, You guys love these movies so much. I don't want to offend you. Oh, no, you can't. We've had some guests that like <laughs> really don't like these movies. Looking at you, Heather <laughs> Antos, and other people. Like we, should, we did an entire lap with someone who largely hated on these movies and then we saw f9 with her in theater she's like this is actually pretty good um but for a while it was she was a really tough nut to crack and we've had people on individual episodes who are just like what did you make me watch this one yeah this is bad i mean tokyo drift is my least favorite of all of them that might change maybe not i don't know crickets (laughs) well i think well and it's been so long since i've seen it and honestly i think the reason why i don't like it is because I don't enjoy people with very thick southern accents. Oh, you're not a Bama boy. No. Well, you're also you also are, live in not the deep south, but like a place that would love to be the deep south. That channels yes. the deep south vibes. And I absolutely can't stand it. I will say <laughs> I'm predicting you're going to like it more just because I think you're going to like all these a little bit more. But also we're going to do them in chronological order. So we're going to do that perfect. after Which I think six. hits way better. Yeah, yeah. And so after two longer movies to have a shorter, quicker, breezier movie that's wall to wall music, I think you're going to like it more. But we'll find out. Excellent. I do have to say before I forget, yeah. my son's birthday party was uh, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I legitimately walked into my kitchen and I said, guys, there's food all over the place. <laughs> but nobody else nobody else got it no one will get it it's nobody very very it. sad and i th- and i thought of you guys i was like man if only the joes were here thank yeah. you i was so each of these episodes we like were like live from a place and i tried to find a picture of the outside of cha 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 which is the restaurant she describes as having food all over the place and like you, you can't really see the sign like you can kind of see the sign but it's not like it, it didn't work so we're live from the racer's edge uh, you'll, you'll know what that means if when you rewatch the movie. Um, but I tried to be live from Cha 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 and just didn't work. But I would love to be live from a place where there's food all over the place because that just seems like that seems like the, the best. We could be live from Versailles 
Cuban cuisine, 50th anniversary of the restaurant. Yeah, we could. Absolutely. Although that's in the second movie. I know. I was just saying because you were you were talking about Cuban restaurants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cuban restaurants, food all over the place. <laughs> now, Montez, we are going to deliver you the character quiz. You're going to take this character quiz now so that you can find out which character you are, follow your path through these movies. Oh, wait. By the way, I just said Versailles, and I know that that sounds weird, but that's because in Pennsylvania we have a town called, it's spelled Versailles, but called Versailles. So when I read that word, I hear Versailles. I figured you had some reason why you said it like that. I just yeah. let it go because it's it's sometimes better just I know. not to go into the mind, the twisted mind. It sounded I re- <laughs> like I had to backtrack because like I've done that to Rachel before. Like oh Versailles, and she's like, what the fuck are you talking about? But like, actually, the town in Pennsylvania is pronounced Versailles incorrectly. But sorry, just no, explaining you're fine. my weird pronunciation. You're fine. Yeah. I, I I heard it. I'm like, should I comment? No, I'm not going to comment on it. I'm just going to let it go. It's okay. <laughs> no worries. So, Montez, we're going to do the character quiz now so that you can find, you know, your rock, your anchor through these movies. And we'll do it again at the end. You might get the same character. You might answer the same exact way. Who knows? Joe takes the quiz six different times. He's going to get six different answers because he can't make up his Gemini mind. But, Montez, are you ready to find out which Fast and Furious character you are? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. Wait, do you have a favorite movie of the six you've seen? If Tokyo um, Drift is your least favorite, do you have a favorite one of the first six? I, I still think it's the original. Okay, cool. Well, we'll find out next week. Maybe. Maybe not. Or not. I mean, we'll find out if you like it next week, but then, you know, we'll come back because you have to keep your rankings so that at the end of the lap, we'll get your full, complete rankings from one to ten. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Also, I want to let you know, remind you, this is now a lifelong commitment because now everybody we've had on for every episode, when a new movie comes out, you're obviously invited to watch it with us if you want to drive up to New York. But at the very least, you have to watch it on your own and then talk about it with us. So this is a ride or die forever situation, just so you know. It's a lifelong contract. I am a lifelong fan of whatever the two of you are doing. Thank you, I'm here, Thank you. here for you. Family. Family. All right. <laughs> Question number one. How fast are you? NASCAR, roller coaster, Lamborghini Murcielago, Toyota Prius, Vespa, or Razor Scooter? How fast are you? I'm a Lamborghini. Montez, number two, you know what's coming. How furious are you? And I, I, I have a sense of your inner fury. Are you the Hulk? <laughs> Kylo Ren? Christian Bale in that one movie set that one time? Mel Gibson? Charlie Brown? Or Jack McBrayer? How furious are you? I'm most definitely Christian Bale that one time. Okay. Okay. Montez, we're having a barbecue. How are you helping? Are you manning the grill? Are you channeling the inner Christianity of your town and saying grace? <laughs> are you kicking back with a beer? Are you babysitting? Are you being the entertainment or are you sneaking a snack? This is what I typically do in real life. I'm manning the grill. Cool. Nice. Montez, you've got time to kill. What are you doing? Are you grabbing a bite, working on your car, hanging with friends, drinking a beer, working out, or doing some work on your computer? I'm, uh, I'm working on my car. Describe your wedding. I'm never getting married, which we know is not true. It's just me and my partner. It's us and our families. It's a backyard country affair. Everyone I know is there. I don't remember. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> Question number six. You just won the lottery. Congratulations. What are you buying? Your own garage? A private plane? I'm gambling it all away. My child at home, a fleet of cars, or a new life? 
Uh, a new life. The final question to determine it all. What is your drink of choice? Belgian ale, Corona, something fruity, water, whatever's cheapest, or Joe's going up to the bar. Just get me one of whatever you're having. Uh, whatever you're having. Montez, I think this is actually a really good answer for you. Joe, do you have any guesses on who Montez is? I was going to guess Dom, but I think at the end it might be Letty. Dom was in the lead until the wedding. Dom in third place, one point ahead of Dom, Brian, and then three points ahead, very, very tightly grouped. Montez, Joe is right. You are Letty. Montez, you exude fierceness and loyalty, and anyone brave enough to challenge you won't be foolish enough to do it twice. You love getting your hands dirty, and you'll do whatever it takes to protect the people you love. Others may find it hard to get close to you, but once someone has proven their worth, they become family, and you drive, drive like, like the, wind the wind blows. I dig it. That sounds right. Thank you. And you know who Letty is, so like Letty's a pretty cool character. Yeah. Are you happy with that outcome? I am happy with that outcome. Does that sound like you? It sounds just like me. I mean, they're all kind of written astrologically where it kind of applies to everybody, but, right. you know. Yeah. I, think you're, I, I do think you're kind of Letty. Sounds like me. Do you have any final thoughts before we say goodbye and come back next week to talk about the first movie? Are you excited? I am excited. Are you nervous? Like, did you think this is a bad idea or are you you happy you committed? I don't think it's a bad idea. I am nervous. Okay. I mean. Why are you nervous? (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Mostly because what if I end up loving these movies? Then what am I going to do? You're going to, you're going to have like 150 episodes of this podcast to listen to. That's you're going to buy merch. You're going to come visit whenever the new movie mm-hmm. comes out. Come watch in theaters with us. And you're also just generally going to have a happy life because you're going to have a family that comes by every two years to tell you that they haven't gotten any older. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I do have Too Fast stickers all over my house. My child now has a Too Fast shirt. That's awesome. That's so awesome. Well, we bought it for her. We bought it for Hannah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's so awesome. I was so, so excited. My And, you know, I've... Fun fact about me, I've grown up my whole life around cars, so I'm excited. Very, very cool. Well, every three weeks between next week and the end of April, you'll be joining us to talk about these movies. Very exciting. You'll come back sometime. We'll have to figure out how we're covering Fast 10, but sometime probably in June or July, you'll be back to talk about that. So Montez, get ready for her because there's a lot going around. Where can people follow you? Do you want people do you want people to follow you online? Is there anywhere that you want people to know about what you're doing on the internet? Uh, I'm really boring. I have a Twitter. Mostly I just retweet things about uh, Final Fantasy 7. Uh, <laughs> nice. Final Fantasy 14. Sims 4. I'm just a big nerd. So I don't even remember my Twitter handle. At JRK. Underscore, I think. Unders- at underscore JRK. Please don't follow the other one. <laughs> I will. I mean, we'll tag you on Twitter for the, the post for this. So you can just, you know, people can follow you there for your hashtag nerd alerts. Yes, yes, yes reflecting back on how you used to not read and now you even read even less uh, yeah it's I'm, i've hit a slump man i hit a slump you got of, two kids man then they're young i get it it happens well yeah i mean are you one of these like new age parents that puts your kids to bed at like three thirty in the afternoon because like i've heard a lot of people <laughs> that have children around me that just like they're like yeah like you know like once it's six they're in bed i'm like how the fuck does that work uh, no. My man wants to play cars. 
I got a racetrack in the other room. I got a racetrack downstairs. I got a racetrack upstairs. So <laughs> we're literally playing cars until the time he goes to bed. He actually just went to bed 20 minutes ago. Yeah, basically, as we record these, Joe, uh, he just went to sleep, I think. Yeah. That's, that's the plan, at least. So yeah. 8, 8 p.m.? Yeah. That's a good bedtime. That's, like, not We got to watch cars and then go to bed. So, like, we're playing cars. We got to watch cars. We go to bed reading about cars. Cars everywhere. You should just get, like, a fucking heist. You yeah. should get, like, the heist catalog and just, like, read it to him to go to sleep. <laughs> Uh, he, like, he'd probably 1972 muffler conversion kit you know, you're just like reading this. i will legitimately i will send you guys a picture of what he got for his birthday it is a an engine that you take apart and put back together oh, that's so cool it like one really, of the little build your own ones yeah it's really cool i'm jealous i actually want one of those it's super cool well montez thank you so much for joining us tonight thank you for coming back next week to talk about the original the fast and the furious any final thoughts before we say goodbye to you tonight? I can't wait. I'm so glad to finally be here. I'm glad you're here too, lady. I am. <laughs> For all things Too Fast Too Forever, you go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast Too Forever, or at Too Fast Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page at TooFastTooForever.com and our store at TooFastTooForever.shop and come back next week. As we kick off the Montez lap, a.k.a. the Vin Diesel lap. Also, Montez, this is me the question we ask you every time. What is the most Dominic Toretto or the most Vin Diesel moment in the movie? It doesn't have to be a thing that his character does. It could be a thing that another character does. But, like, what action, what moment, what event in the movie most embodies a bald, strong leader? Yes. Basically. So keep that in mind as you watch. All right. Come back next week for The Fast and the Furious. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe, too. And that was Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Montez. Montez. And we'll tell you all about it when we see you again.